Liberals who call themselves progressives are a pain in the ass. Sorry it's been a while since I've checked in. I've been teaching two classes this summer and I've also been driving truck. I've been distracted by a host of personal issues as well. My skittish attention has been divided by lots of things and that's no excuse, but I'm glad to see your faces in my mind and think about what you think as you listen to this show. Let's start out by complaining about a great representation of oligarchy, YouTube, owned by Google. Subject. Your channel is not approved for the YouTube Partner Program. Learn how to reapply. Hi, Howl Underground. Thank you for applying to the YouTube Partner Program. To evaluate your application, our team carefully reviewed your channel, Howl Underground. Unfortunately, we found that your application does not meet our YouTube Partner Program policies, so we cannot approve your channel for monetization at this time. We have policies in place that we believe support a healthy environment for advertisers, creators, and users, which means sometimes making difficult decisions like this one. Please go to your monetization page to read more about the specific policy our specialists flagged for your channel. Our reviewers found that your channel contains the following. Harmful content. Content that focuses on controversial issues and that is harmful to viewers. Learn more. What it seems to come down to is that my content is not advertiser friendly. I guess they don't like controversy. But more likely is that the government is telling Google that they need to keep YouTube from being controversial. If the government is telling Google to tell YouTube to do that, that's a violation of our First Amendment rights because the government is behind it. Going on, if you adjust the content on your channel, please consider reapplying. You can reapply to the YouTube Partner Program in 30 days. What this means for your channel. Whilst you cannot monetize as a result of this, you still have access to most other creator features and can upload videos, edit or delete your videos, communicate with your audience. There is no change to how your videos are promoted in our search and recommendation systems. No change means that they're not promoted in our search and recommendation systems. How to reapply. We want you to have a chance to monetize. Oh, yes, you do. But to do that, you will need to make some adjustments to your channel. You'll have to cut the balls off of it. If you want to reapply, you should start by going to the monetization page to read more about the policy your channel violated. Then review your videos against our YouTube Partner Program policies, our advertiser-friendly YouTube Partner Program policies, and our community guidelines. You know what they really don't like is for me to tell you that we need to revolt. We need a new American revolution. They don't like that. The next step is to edit or delete any videos that violate our policies. Cut the balls off. Please also note that standard YPP eligibility criteria of 4,000 public watch hours, which I had a long time ago, and 1,000 subscribers, also which I had a long time ago, will continue to apply here also. In 30 days, you'll see the option to reapply on the monetization page if you cut the balls off first. If you reapply, we will carefully look over your channel again and we'll give you the same answer. And then we will email you to let you know as soon as the process is complete. You can also check the status of your application on the monetization page. 
thanks the YouTube team. In this Facebook group, The Progressive Cause, I posted recently this video, MPP is a farce. Movement for a People's Party is a farce. Stop the 735 million arms sale to Israel? Bernie, AOC, MPP, all performative posturing, nothing more. This predictably got the Democratic Party loyalists to lose their shit. Diana Ricciardelli is a good example. Progressives can win if they unite behind Bernie. The magical thinkers for a third party only brings division and defeat among progressives as historically proven to be a losing, losing strategy with the elections of Bush and Trump. So she's indulging in the same kind of sheepdogging that Noam Chomsky does. The magical thinking without a strategy. It's not magical, baby. If we had general strikes and a huge amount of protests with copious property damage, we'd get the job done just like we did in the FDR era. She gives me later in this thread an FDR article, and she's trying to say that FDR was the visionary that gave us what we had with the New Deal. The reason we got the New Deal is because the Communist Party and two socialist parties were up in arms and they worked together with labor unions to force the issue. They forced FDR, a darling of the capitalist class, to do the right thing. She's pretending that we can vote for people that the capitalist class is funding and get the right thing done. She doesn't seem to understand controlled opposition or else she just is controlled opposition. She's frustrated at me because she thinks I'm distracting from what needs to be done. When in fact, I'm trying to show you that she's the one distracting. I put my favorite picture of a two-headed snake. Democrats, Republicans are the two heads of the snake. Any questions? And then I put the picture of Bernie the sheepdog. This riled her up a little bit. Your words, Bernie the sheepdog, as you called him, started a revolution that changed the hearts and minds of millions of people who now accept progressive ideas in the mainstream. What she fails to say is that it kept all those people in the Democratic Party where all dreams die. She fails to say that staying within that party tempers our convictions to the point that we'll remain in the boiling pot until we're all cooked. She thinks we can reform the Democratic Party. Progressives can win if they unite behind his vision, Bernie's vision, to reform the Democratic Party from the inside. And she has to know that's a trap or she's just fucking stupid. Donald F. Switlick, I know to be a sheepdog. He knows what he's doing. He's trying to temper our convictions and hurt us all into the Democratic Party. You criticize and whine a lot, but have no viable strategy to get progressive legislation enacted. I have a viable strategy. It's the same strategy that the two socialist parties and the communist party that were active in FDR's time used. We need general strikes and riots. That's how we're going to get shit done. Comfy people like Donald F. Switlick don't like that idea. That's going a little bit too far. And that really is the problem. Comfy people aren't going to get behind a strategy that unites the bottom 50% of the economy. Those at the bottom half of the economic ladder getting together to change things scares the shit out of comfy people. They just want to tweak things and keep their comfort level going. They want their Uber Eats delivered on time. You're never going to see traditional liberals get behind anything that's truly leftist. In other words, you're never going to see traditional liberals get behind anything that will actually work. They want people to believe that they can vote their way out of this. And that's simply never going to happen. 
One of Bernie's biggest weaknesses is that he's never going to do anything to severely curtail U.S. hegemony and imperialism. He's also never going to do anything to take the teeth out of Israel and end their apartheid state. Caitlin Johnstone tells us that Vice President Kamala Harris spent the weekend under fire from Republicans, which of course means that Kamala Harris spent the weekend being criticized for the most silly, vapid reason you could possibly criticize Kamala Harris for. Apparently, the likely future president, very likely, tweeted, Enjoy the long weekend, a reference to the Memorial Day holiday on Monday, instead of gushing about fallen troops and sacrifice. After this criticism, Harris, the born politician, was quick to course correct. Throughout our history, our servicemen and women have risked everything to defend our freedoms and our country, the Veep tweeted. As we prepare to honor them on Memorial Day, we remember their service and their sacrifice, which is of course complete bullshit. It has been generations since any member of the U.S. military could be said to have served or sacrificed defending America or its freedoms, and that has been the case throughout almost the entirety of its history. If you are reading this, it is statistically unlikely that you are of an age where any U.S. military personnel died for any other reason than corporate profit and global domination. And if you are, it's almost certain you weren't old enough to have had mature thoughts about it at the time. Whenever you criticize the U.S. war machine online within earshot of anyone who's sufficiently propagandized, you will invariably be lectured about the Second World War and how we'd all be speaking German or Japanese without the brave men who died for our freedom. This makes my point for me. The fact that apologists for U.S. imperialism always need to reach all the way back through history to the cusp of living memory to find even one single example of the American military being used for purposes that weren't evil proves that it almost certainly is evil. From the end of World War II to the fall of the USSR, the U.S. military was used to smash the spread of communism and secure geostrategic interests toward the ultimate end of engineering the collapse of the Soviet Union. After this was accomplished in 1991, U.S. foreign policy officially shifted to preserving a unipolar world order by preventing the rise of any other superpower which could rival its might. That's why we fight. That's why we have these flag-draped coffins behind me. Skipping to the conclusion, this is all U.S. troops have been fighting and dying for since the Berlin Wall came down. Not freedom, not democracy, and certainly not the American people just continual uncontested domination of this planet at all costs. Domination of its resources, its trade routes, its seas, its air, and its humans, no matter how many lives needed to be risked and snuffed out in order to achieve it. The U.S. has killed millions and displaced tens of millions just since the turn of this century in the reckless pursuit of that goal. It's important to spread awareness that this is all U.S. troops have been dying for because the fairy tale that they fight for freedom and for their countrymen is a major propaganda narrative used in military recruitment. While poverty plays a significant role in driving up enlistments as predatory recruiters target poor and middle-class youth, promising them a future in the nation with the worst income inequality in the industrialized world, the fact that the aggressively propagandized glorification of military service makes it a more esteemed career path than working at a restaurant or a grocery store means people are more likely to enlist. Without all that propaganda deceiving people into believing that military work is something virtuous, military service would be the most shameful job anyone could possibly have. 
Other stigmatized jobs like sex work would be regarded as far more noble. You'd be less reluctant to tell your extended family over Christmas that you're a janitor at a seedy massage parlor than that you've enlisted in the U.S. military because instead of congratulating and praising you, your Uncle Murray would look at you and say, so you're going to be killing kids for crude oil? And that's exactly how it should be. Continuing to uphold the lie that U.S. troops fight and die for a good cause is helping to ensure a steady supply of teenagers to feed into the gears of the imperial war machine. Stop feeding into the lie that the war machine is worth killing and being killed for, not out of disrespect for the dead, but out of reverence for the living.